Welcome to Wellness Wednesday and the Chronically Driven radio show and podcast. How are you doing? I hope everyone is having a fabulous day and enjoying this amazing weather. It is now officially summer and we are certainly being treated to temperatures that represent that. It feels so, so good. On today's program, we are going to be talking about not only feeling good, but feeling great. And when we are feeling great, how even more than ever, it's important to remember our self-care. Self-care is something we talk about a lot on this program. And for sure, self-care is not selfish. In fact, it is really, in my opinion, one of the keys to wellness. Today's conversation is with Becky Gale from Cure Chronic. Her and I have both had quite an interesting several months. She and I have both um, recently had a surgery that we are recovering from. And we talk about self-care leading up to things like that, the importance of it, and how to make it an integral part of our lives. Stay tuned. This is Chronically Driven. Welcome back to another Chronically Driven episode. I'm so pleased to be here. Sandra Sova, once again, here with Becky Gale from Cure Chronic. Becky, thank you so much for joining us on the show again today. It's so always so good to have a chat with you. Ah, you too, Sandra. I'm so stoked to be back on. And, you know, last time we left off, we were talking so much about self-care. And as we are getting healthier, because we've both had such a, such a strange year that so far, how is your self-care going? I'm glad you asked, first of all, because, you know, it is, it's one of the, it's one of the most important. It has become one of the things that over the years I have learned to absolutely make it, make it a priority, make it something that I do as a daily practice, she says, as she sits here in front of the microphone. But in reality, what happens, especially when we start feeling better, is mm -hmm. sometimes we, for, we forget about that. So the honest answer is my self-care is back on track. And I Good. noticed I let it slip, slip a little bit. Um, I let my boundaries, boundaries down. I was taking on too much. I was overscheduled. Mm -hmm. I was overscheduled mm -hmm. in a way that at the time I was feeling good. I was feeling proud of myself. It's like, wow, look at me getting all this stuff done. And then after three days of pushing through with, with stuff, I'm like, uh-oh. So self-care is back on track. It needs to be so, so important. Um, how about, uh, same question to you, back at you. How are, how are you doing with your mm -hmm. self-care? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it, you're so, so, so right. It's so easy to forget about our self-care, especially when we kind of start to go back to normal, start to go back to work. And um, especially when we're feeling better and we're, you know, like for me, I, I'm, if, if I'm not a hundred percent, I'm like 110% because I'm so much better than I was back in January sort of thing. And so it's so, but the other thing too, is I find that because I'm, it's almost like my life is 
going faster and faster and faster and faster. And so for me, the self-care is so important to help slow everything down and just remind myself of being mindful of what I'm going through and not getting overwhelmed with what I'm going through. So definitely, I mean, I I feel like I could always do better with my Mm self-care for sure. But like, I still take the time. I wake up every morning and I have a cold shower and that's the way I start my day. And it's crazy because if I don't do that, I don't remember the last time I haven't had a cold shower in the morning, to be quite honest. And, um, but I find that if I don't do that, then I'm kind of in a crummy mood sort of thing. And I try to do my meditation or my, my breathing technique several times throughout the day, just to make sure that, you know, I'm checked in and I'm, I'm mindful. And also if I am getting overwhelmed, if I have too many calls in the day, then it just kind of Mm -hmm. brings me back to, okay, like, let's just chill out. Everything's good. Everything's kind of on par, whatever, you know? So I I would say I'm kind of like you where it's, it's easy to forget self-care and how important self-care is. And there can always be more room for more self-care, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely something that I do on the regular for sure. But I was going to ask you, what, what do you do for self-care? I do a lot of different things for self-care. The, the main one for me that I've learned to do is to be respectful of my my time and basically my capacity within any given day week month if you want to be putting it putting it out planning because when no matter what else i'm doing with having the condition rheumatoid arthritis it's an autoimmune condition um regardless of anything else the the fatigue and the energy levels are always something that need to be managed and so i need to be disciplined with not overscheduling, disciplined with allowing that that time. And then some of the things that I do, I mean, you mentioned meditation. Meditation is so valuable. It's such a powerful, mm-hmm. powerful tool. And also it's so easy. You can yeah. get... Um, if you're new to it, you can get, I mean, there's wonderful free apps that you can get for guided meditations. I started that way. Now I just sort of, I, I just sort of do, do my own thing. Exercise is another one that is on like absolutely on the top of my list. If I do not, I'm more active now on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. I actively pursue working out every second day. And mm-hmm whenever I don't do that, just like with like, like with your, like with your cold showers, if I miss my every second day, not only do I Mm -hmm. feel it in my body, I feel it emotionally. I feel it, I feel it everywhere. Um, So, I mean, those are the um, making sure, you know, my, my, my time is respected that I'm moving my, my body. I'm meditating. I'm eating mm-hmm. proper food, not anything right. strict, but not, you know, not going, going uh, ongoing, not, uh, you know, making sure I do that. And I also do things like essential oils and being able to use those to help switch my mood to help switch out of a stressful situation because yeah. I don't know about your life, Becky, but mine's not completely stress-free. I don't have <laughs> everything, you know, it's just not, it's, I, I don't get to orchestrate it and, and it turn out all that way. So stress does happen. And my old ways would be to allow that stress to get under my, get under my skin and affect my health. And now I use ways, all the things I mentioned, 
space, exercise and all that. I'll go for a walk yeah. on the beach. I'll use my essential oils. I'm huffing on those things like crazy for, to help these to benefits to feel better. And then I know one that you and I both, we see our Instagram photos, nature. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, spending time outside. I don't care what kind of a crappy mood you're, you're in. I mean, I've got the ocean, you've got the mountains, um, lakes and valleys and forests in between. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. So that's kind of like, that's yes. my basic toolkit. And I also would like to add in there, I have an extremely supportive spouse, a mm. loving relationship where I am able to find support when I need it. And it just um, fills my cup. Absolutely. I think that, you know, especially for people with chronic disease, we're the ones that need to have a the most supportive spouse out there kind of thing. And, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, my fiance, if you will, <laughs> it's, it's weird calling him that. Fiance. You know, so, yeah, I know. Right. Um, but anywho, he, you know, he was so supportive when I was in the hospital and, um, you know, had he not been there, I'm sure I would have had a much different time in the hospital than I did, you know, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that he was there. But you mentioned nature and you mentioned space. And I honestly believe that nature is the way to take space from our busy lives, to take space from the concrete jungle, to take space. Okay, fine. I live in the middle of nowhere and there's not that many people around me. But at the same time too, I still have a job. I still work with a lot of people. I still work with like, you sit on your computer and you're watching whatever it is, you know, and it's stressful and you have call after call after call and you're dealing with clients and blah, 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 whatever it is. Well, just like you, I, you know, I have two dogs now. And so we try to get out for at least 45 minutes to an hour and a half a day just to go for a hike, just to go for a walk, get the fresh air, stand in nature, listen to the birds, whatever it is, because you're so right. I mean, nature is the, I believe the number one stress reliever, because I mean, that's, that's taking us back to our grassroots, our ancestry, mm -hmm. you know, we're supposed to technically live in nature if you really think about it. Yeah. And so many of the things that we are surrounded with in our modern lives, whether it be the rubber or on the soles of our feet that we're not actually earthing mm. and touching the earth, all of the electronics, right. you and I are both, we're sound, we've got electronics in our ears <laughs> in front of our, yeah. I mean, it's what, it's, it's what we do and being able to get to break that cycle, I think on every every level um, where it, it's just, it's, it's how we, it's, it's one of the ways that we recharge. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's easy for us to forget that. I think, you know, it's easy for us to forget that nature is healing and, and water is healing and, and all these different natural things that we can surround ourselves, with. even just standing outside on a windy day, wind mm -hmm. is healing. It's just, it's all these different things that I think it's so easy for us to forget because we're so wrapped around the new age society, the way that the world is working nowadays. And it just feels like kind of like the way that my life is just kind of exponentially going faster and faster. I just feel mm. like every single person's life is exponentially going faster and faster and faster. And so self-care, meditation, nature, all these things is just a way for us to just slow down and just be grateful for the fact that number one, we're alive and mm -hmm. we have this awesome life to live on this beautiful planet that we were given. Absolutely. I think one of the the things that I've noticed that's an interesting shift now in feeling like when you're 
when you're in the midst of a health crisis, whether mm -hmm. that be called a flare-up or a just a really difficult time, we look at self-care then as to so that we don't get worse or to try to get a little bit of relief or because it's really important. But when we're feeling well, mm -hmm. when we tap into self-care, that's a way to make us allow us to feel amazing. Like not just exactly. to feel to feel good, mm -hmm. but to feel great. And for some people, and I know this I've lived many, many times throughout the years where I've gone months and months and months and months where I have not had even a single day where I felt good, let alone great. So mm -hmm. when we start, when we do get some relief, absolutely, let's be grateful for that, that we're not suffering as much with whatever the condition is, but we could always reach for more. Feeling good mm -hmm. is not just the absence of pain or the absence of being unwell. Feeling good is really when you can tap into that, it's at, a, it's at a different level. And I really feel that that's achievable for us at whatever, wherever we are at in our, in our wellness. And it, it needs to, self-care self is not something that's de delivered to you. It's intentional. We're the drivers of it. We can have other people and participants helping with us, whether, I mean, that, I mean, your, your dogs, you know, my, my, my pets, the things that we have, but everything else are at down at the end of the day, we're the drivers of this. Oh, absolutely. And I love what you just said. Feeling good is not the absence of pain. You're so right there. And I think, you know, for me, the reason, I mean, the people I tell that I, and, and I have these cold showers are like, are you nuts? Mm -hmm. And I, and I say to them, you know what? The cold showers in the morning, the Wim Hof breathing technique that I do is what something that's good for me. And I know a lot of other people that do it, but the thing is, is for me, it, it encourages focus, clarity. Um, it helps with productivity. It helps motivate me. It helps keep me on track. There are so many different things that you're right. It's not just, it's not just to keep me healthy or keep me whatever it is. It's to make me feel absolutely amazing. And that's how I feel every single day that I wake up and have a cold shower, I could wake up and I could be in the worst mood ever. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I'm cranky. Give somebody, get me a coffee, whatever. But then I go and have a cold shower and it's like, I'm a new person. It's totally crazy. So indulge me a bit here. Do you start right out cold? Do you ease into cold? Oh, yeah. What is it like nope. a full, full <laughs> blast, full blast right off the, right off the, yeah. The so the our our shower is about four degrees it's not very warm mm -hmm. which is good so you i let the cold water actually run for like a minute or two to make sure that it's really really cold mm -hmm. and then i just dive in and stand in the cold shower for two minutes but the cool thing is is you really have to focus on your breathing you have to focus on things and mm -hmm. what i do is i set intentions for that shower right whether it's gratitude or whether it's focus or something and and the one thing that i've kind of almost turned into a bit of a mantra is power, love, healing, abundance. So I have power mm. within me, love surrounds me, healing embodies me, and abundance is attracted to me. And that's very much something that I've been kind of saying. And I mm -hmm. say it in the shower. When I do meditation, I try to incur it, like um, repeat it as I do my meditation, just because I think that it's, it's something that I, I, it's something that's true to myself, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I want to be a powerful influence on people so that I can help people. I want to be there to encourage people. Um, love, I attract love and I, and I embody love because I truly believe that 
you know, I have a lot of love to give, right? And I also, you know, I, I feel like love attracts love sort of thing. And so you create all these great relationships, healing, a healing surrounds me, healing embodies me. Well, guess what? I'm not going to get sick because a healing is mm-hmm. around me forever. And then abundance, abundance is attracted to me. Well, yeah, you know, like I, I want an abundance of so much in my life, mm-hmm. health, wealth, happiness, all the, the, the good things. And, and we all deserve abundance, whatever it is. We deserve an abundance of health. We deserve an abundance of love. You know, we can have it all. It just depends on our mindset sort of thing. And so I truly believe that that starts with self-care. Mm-hmm. It starts with self-care. And I love how you're actually talking about putting into words the intentions of what you mm-hmm. are trying to create, what is in, align- in alignment of how you want to live your life. And mm-hmm. by, you know, by speaking it and putting it, putting it out there, whether no matter what you want to call it, whether it's energy, law of attraction, just the, the basic, what, what we, what we put out comes back to, back to us, whether yeah. uh, in, in so many forms. So I love that in intention setting, both like, like during the showers and in the med- meditations, because you know what, we have a choice. You could be thinking mm-hmm. a lot of different things. You, totally. We could be having, and so that, again, that is something that is intentional. These thoughts, by now, when it becomes routine, they probably do pop into your head. But initially, when you're starting, you're thinking about that intentionally, and you're setting that that tone and expectation. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and, and I find that it really does change my day for the better. I mean, I feel like, like I, right now, I'm quite overwhelmed every day just because my work is getting so busy. And of course, you know, it's been about two months since my surgery and, mm-hmm. um, you know, overwhelmed with, I'm, I'm buying a new house, overwhelmed. I have a new puppy overwhelmed, ah. you know, there are just so many things. And so it kind of grounds me. And I feel like a lot of different self-care, whether you do guided meditation or you just do breathing techniques or whatever it is to help bring you back, bring us back to, okay, we need to slow slow down because if not, we can just let our brains go and go and go and go and go. And oftentimes I find, especially, I mean, this is 100% what happened to me when in January, February, March, before I got really sick, um, the stress that you can feel will put you into a negative cycle and it just keeps going and down and down and down and down. And then you get really sick and it's like, why is this happening to me? I'm afraid, I'm this, I'm that. And so um, you know, if we can prevent that, if we can focus on a regular basis, and again, this is why self-care is so important when we're healthy is mm-hmm. so that we don't get into those stressful cycles. We don't get into that negative thinking because you're right. At the end of the day, we have the choice. We could either think positively or we could think negatively. No matter what, every single person on this planet is going to experience stress. You can make that stressful mm-hmm. situation a positive one, or you can make that stressful situation a negative one. It's, it's totally our choices. It's amazing. And we, yeah, I mean, we create the experiences that we, that we want to have. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always, always reminded of the old analogy that uh, I've heard for years and years of someone saying, well, I'm not going to, I always wanted to go back to school, but I'm not going to do na- that now because my goodness, when I finish my degree, I'd be 62 years old. And it's like, well, even if you don't, you're going to be 62 <laughs> years old. So, or wherever we exactly. are. And, and so, Go for it. Go for the things that you, time 
is happening tomorrow and the next day and the next day, God, uh, God granted we're, we're, those are going to happen and we're going to be here. So we, I think we lose sight sometimes of what is in our control, especially if we are having health challenges in a time where so much feels out of our control. And I really, really believe that self-care is one of those ways that when, no matter what's going on um, in our, in our world, that it's so easy to do and to be able to do, do something like that in a, in a midst where everything else is not, um, not something that you, you can control and manage. You can control and manage something like your own self-care. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And the interesting thing about that kind of going back to, you know, um, that comment, you know, you're going to be 62 regardless. I mean, we can choose happiness too. We can choose to stay in a job that we don't like, stay with a boss that we hate, stay in a situation in a cycle. Oh, well, I have to keep this job because I have to keep food on the table for my family and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, you can choose to stay that way, but there are so many different resources for us to be able to change, make a change and be in a happier situation. It's like choice is an amazing thing because of the fact that we have the ability to do what we want when we want to, you know, okay, fine. It might make somebody a little bit upset, but who cares? You need to live the life that you want to live. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just had another, another great interview with a couple of ladies talking about this exact same concept of finding what are, what is that drives us? What gives us purpose? Mm -hmm. What brings us Mm -hmm. joy? And then why the heck aren't we doing that? And, and that, that we, we tend to put, uh, put, maybe some limitations and barriers, but our world's not like that anymore. There mm-hmm. really totally are so many, so many things to do. And we, and you know, and even when it, when it comes to, when it comes to our health, Becky, you and I are both really honest that we are not, um, we don't sugarcoat and say, well, if you just think you're what you can, you can think your way to health and happiness. Like, haha, yeah. I mean, it's no, that's, that's not it. We're saying we're here as people who have had pretty significant health challenges. And we're here to tell you that mindset makes a difference. We're here to tell you that, that it's, it's not, it's, we're not talking about magic dust and fairies, but oh my goodness, we're talking about making making things that actually make a real difference. And if you are someone that wants to feel better more often, if you are someone who is looking for ways to get a little bit of a, of a, of a break, doing some things like, like self-care is amazing. I mean, those, those cold showers reminded me of a, of a term that's been coming up a lot lately for me, and that's people saying clarity by contrast. Mm-hmm. And to gain perspective, so whether it's you know you're you're saying that the that the the it resets your 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 focus in your brain and it allows you to put on uh, to focus in on your breathing and you do you do your affirmations or your mantras, and so then no matter what is going on, you're mm-hmm. getting clarity by by complete contrast and by focus. What we focus on expands. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you can be in pain every single day and you could be happy. It's Mm -hmm. totally dependent on your mindset. And like, I don't wish pain on anybody, but there are some people out there that I know that have been in pain every single day of their lives. And they're some of the most positive people that I've ever met. And, you know, self-care when it comes to 
like mindset and self-care, I think kind of go hand in hand. And when you, when you limit your self-care, I think that your mindset gets affected by it. And so after a few days or a few weeks or a couple of months or whatever it is, like, especially for me, I definitely noticed that this year because I neglected my self-care for two months. And I, I noticed my, I started getting really scared. I was, I was Mm. so unsure. I was very negative. I was, I, you know, so it's just this, like I said, this cycle. And so I think that what happens is when you do self-care on a regular basis, whether it be, you know, the cold or your meditation, or even waking up and just having gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think what ends up happening is that self-care resets your mindset and ends up having like it creates a positive mindset for your day or for your week or even mm-hmm. for the hour because it's super easy to get stressed out and for your body to be like ah I'm so overwhelmed and I'm angry and <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as soon as you say okay you know what I'm overwhelmed I need to take five minutes for myself, whether that's five minutes of just sitting there and just breathing and just being mindful, or it's five minutes of doing whatever it is, going outside, having a cold shower, maybe you're going to go jump into a cold pool. I don't know. Um, but the thing is, is resetting your mind, taking control of your mind and doing that self-care is going to make a huge difference for your happiness and your well-being because of the fact that, yeah, it's definitely not going to get rid of a disease. That's for sure, but it'll help. With the taking, contr- with the taking control of our mind, our mindset, our thoughts, understanding that we should be the ones in charge of that, especially yeah. at a time when um, I don't think you and I would spend a lot of time on mainstream news and things like that. But no. if we did, we're being, there's a lot of stuff going on of, of, of putting, putting a, um, a story of what's going on, how people are supposed to think and feel and respond and yeah. stuff. And it's a lot, I, I know that it can be overwhelming. And totally. so stepping away, stepping away from, from that sort of stuff and, and being, mm-hmm. um, being in charge of our, of our own, of our own destiny and, uh, and being it's, it's, it's pretty magical. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to what we talked about at the beginning, I mean, stepping out into nature because this pandemic has been a long time running and it's Mm -hmm. so, I think that, I think that all of us are dealing with this elevated level of stress, just kind of, this is where we're at. This is how we live. And so having the ability to step outside and step into nature and, and, you know, go and hug a tree. It sounds stupid, but like, seriously, because it's, you're right. It's so easy to, to be stressed out, even especially if you watch the news often, if you watch the news often, get rid of your TV. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you know, I case in point for me this year, you know, when I had surgery, it, I went through a whirlwind of emotions and, and the recovery process has been so up and down and up and down and good days and bad days. And, and I don't know if I told you last time on our last call, but I ended up having, so when I had my colectomy, they had to take out my whole colon and they sent it for a pathology test to see if I had Crohn's or colitis. And Mm -hmm. I had been diagnosed Crohn's for 15 years. And so Crohn's disease, that's, that was your, that was your official diagnosis for, Mm -hmm. did you say 15 years? 15 years. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and Crohn's disease, it's, it's, it's an inflammatory bowel disease that affects mm-hmm. your whole digestive tract. So from your mouth all the way to your butthole, basically. So there's no cure for Crohn's. There's no, apart from medication and some surgeries, um, you know, it, you can manage it, you can go into remission, mm-hmm. but there's no cure. 
Um, colitis, on the other hand, you can actually cure colitis with surgery by just taking out your large intestine, basically. So the interesting thing was, um, I had the surgery on April the 5th and I was there for another week. And then I had about three weeks of recovery. And again, I, I got back into my meditation. I got at this point in time too, I was still very sick. Like I was 125 pounds soaking wet. It was, mm. it, I'm, I'm five ten. that's small. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it was trying to eat healthy, but I had to eat lots of carbs and lots of pastas. Cause also I had a, I had an ostomy bag. And so I couldn't eat really healthy fibrous foods like vegetables and that sort of thing. So it was trying to stay positive while not eating not the best foods because I had to gain weight. And they, these were the, this was the diet for this yeah. surgery, basically. So that was a struggle, but doing the self-care every single day really helped me, helped me stay on track with, you know, okay, I have to gain weight. I have to get healthier and that sort of thing. But um, the interesting thing was on May the 5th, I went back into Calgary to talk to my surgeon, follow up, see how everything was. And uh, they kept referring to my disease as colitis. And so I said to him, well, so do I have Crohn's or do I have colitis? And the funny thing about a pathology test, and I don't know if any, anybody really knows this or not, but it's not a hundred percent it's not a hundred percent test. It's like their best guess kind of thing. And it was just so funny because the, the surgeon, he looks into the, he looks in the paper and he pulls them aside and he's like, Oh, this is a really small report. Like it's only three pages long kind of thing. He's like, yeah, you're classic case colitis. And so I've actually been misdiagnosed for 15 years. And the crazy thing is, and we, with people with chronic disease cannot mm -hmm. think this way, but as soon as I thought this, or as soon as they told me, number one, I thought I was going to cry, but <laughs> It was crazy because the thoughts that came into my head were, oh my God, I wish I knew this 10 years ago. I could have had this surgery and I could have been healed for 10 years. Stop. Mm -hmm. you, we cannot think that way. And this is where your, the, these thoughts is where your mind automatically goes, right? So I had to think to myself, oh my God, I am so grateful that I am 31 years old and I got this told to me now so that I can have surgeries while I'm young and healthy Mm -hmm. And then live the rest of my life potentially disease free. Yep. You know, and it's so easy for us, especially for extreme situations like that, where you're given this news and you're like, whoa, I'm totally shocked. Or even with a new diagnosis, for example, mindset is so important because getting a diagnosis of something that you're going to have for the rest of your life is terrifying. It is on, yep. and you know it, I know it. You go through the cycles of grief, you go through the denier, den denier, <laughs> denial, denial, denial anger, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And eventually you get to the acceptance part. But like, if I can give anybody some advice who just got recently diagnosed with some type of lifelong disease, mindset is going to be everything, mm -hmm. everything, everything, everything. As you're going through the stages, as you're going through trying new drugs, as you go with your doctors, because there's going to be so many times where why is this happening to me? What, what did I do to deserve this? Why? Blah, 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 blah. And like from a, a chronic disease person to another one, it's so important to say, why is this happening for me? Mm -hmm. How can I use this as a strength to help others? And you know what? It sucks. Don't get me wrong. Diseases suck. They suck, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And like, and, and we don't control them. We have no idea when you're going to flare, when you're not going to flare. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it because it yep. sucks. But at the end of the day, if you take care of yourself, if you take care of your body as best you can with self-care, diet, 
surrounding yourself with positive, empowering people. Like that's a big one too. Don't Mm -hmm. surround yourself with people who do drugs and drink all the time that are like super negative Nancy's like, do not do that, please (laughs) step yourself outside of that type of a situation. But at the end of the the day, chronic disease sucks, but we can make the best of it with self-care, with mindset, with surrounding ourselves with people that love us, that care for us, that want want the best for us as well. And the other thing too, is there are so many different communities, so many different support groups out there that are going to be there to help you. And nobody wants anything for this. They just want to help you from the bottom of their hearts. Just like you have your podcast, Sandra, and I have my podcast. And we just want to do this because we care about people. You mentioned mindset and people think it's just these happy feelings, happy talk, and they bash it and push it aside uh-huh. and saying, yeah, oh yeah, roll, roll their eyes. When I have used my mindset, sometimes it's been digging down to some pretty gritty things within myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's taking a, through a journey of, like you talked about the different, the different stages of dealing with a di- diagnosis and going through these and moving, moving through them. Someone who is initially diagnosed, that state of shock, that state when you, when you found out that you had been misdiagnosed for 15 years, you could have chosen to be on a rampage tirade, pointing <laughs> fingers, blaming, who, how dare, you, you could have you done that. Totally, yeah. You want to yeah. know what? If it, I bet you would have had, you, you have put yourself into some sort of a health crisis of some sort or another. Yeah. So it's, so it's, so it's a choice In, instead, you know, there's whole different ways, ways to do that. Gratitude is another one that comes up, comes up a lot. Again, it's a, it's a practice. It's a, it's a muscle. I really think that when you do develop the skill to work with mindset and to have gratitude, if you practice it, enough if you put enough value into it not that you just only need it when times are tough but if that's kind of embodies who you are when times get challenging it's easier to reach for that because it's not you don't have to go digging it's there on the surface and we can always go back to and utilize those things even if we need a gentle reminder every once in a while oh absolutely and you know It's so easy for us. So going back to how mindset is like a, you have to practice it. It's like, it's like, it's almost like going to the gym. Like you have to think of your brain as a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go to the gym and you're getting stronger and everything, but um, it's the same thing because I truly believe that our society, for whatever reason, like the news scares us. Um, when we go to school, they don't teach us about mindset, about anything. They teach us about war and about the history of, you know what I mean? So our minds tend to be quite negative and it's Mm. so easy. Like the tipping point for our thoughts, it's not even like an even tip. It's like 75% of the time you're going to tip negative. Right. And then, okay, let's, let's even go 80% of the time, just because that's what we're taught. That's what we, that's what we grow up with. That's what we, you know, if you have parents who are not supportive of you, you're going to be even more negative, right? And so a a positive mindset or, or thinking positively is a practiced 
skill, being grateful and, and practicing self-care too. Like it, you have to turn your old bad habits into self-care, positive habits, and it takes work. It is not easy. It's like, trust me, it has taken me a long freaky dickety time to get to where I am now. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to be neg- so negative. I was mm-hmm. the most negative Nancy in the room and I was angry all the time, you know, very much self-doubt and, you know, why is, why don't I have this? Why can't I do that? Why am I in debt? Well, you know, and so when we change our minds, it's amazing how our lives change as well. You know, instead of, you know, you could have a hundred thousand dollars in debt. And if you start saying I'm wealthy, I'm rich, I, I have lots of money. It's amazing how things just start to change for you to start paying off your debt. It doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't mm-hmm. happen fast, but it happens slowly because when your mindset changes, things around you change as well. Yes. And also, I'm finding that we talked a lot about uh, about nature as well. Mm-hmm. I think that what I notice is that when I have a when I do a, a check in with with it, within my mindset, when I do a check in with gratitude, all of a sudden mm-hmm. I start noticing and seeing things that are literally like just oh my goodness, what a gift that is to see yeah. those two eagles nesting there or that mm-hmm. rock over there, like just being, being present and noticing things. And that's, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be in nature. It can be when you're driving in, in your car. When you, when you look, whatever you look for, you're going to find. Yes. You look, yes. For, look for the good, you'll find it. Look for the crappiest, most evil, depressing, everything. <laughs> there it is. Well, and the interesting thing, the way that I like to think of like the law of attraction or mindset or, or positive thing, I, all that stuff is if you've ever seen, if like, say you've never seen a green truck before in your life. And then all of a sudden you see this beautiful green truck on the highway. And then all of a sudden you see green trucks everywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing What happens to all of us. It's crazy. And, and you know, having that mindset is the exact same way. If we, if we think of the things that we truly want in life, like helping other people and, and, um, doing something great with our lives in order to whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, then we'll start to automatically change people. The most, the perfect people will come into our lives, which is crazy. But if we start thinking about, oh, I'm getting sick. I'm just going to keep getting more sick. And uh, this medication's not working or Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, the medication's not going to work. I am classic, classic case of that. Two years ago, I was on on a biologic that I kept saying to the doctor, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Well, guess what? It wasn't freaking working. Mm -hmm. Was it because the medication wasn't working? Or was it because I was forcing it not to work because of my thoughts? Mm -hmm. We have total control over every single cell in our body which is an interesting fact. And so when we think a certain way, our cells will automatically start doing that, which is interesting. It is. I've been, I've been doing some, I've been learning a little bit more about, uh, uh, about that exact um, process and premise. And, and uh, it is, it is very interesting because it works. It works both ways. I think every Mm -hmm. time that you have been having chats here with me, we've talked about Gabriel Mate and the body Mm -hmm. says no. So this is all about talking about how the hidden cost of stress, how it manifests into disease, which is dis-ease. Yeah. And 
So if you believe in that principle, which I do, then mm -hmm. guess what? Mirror that mm -hmm. to that if, if damage can, can happen within this vessel of ours by what we're thinking, so can healing, recovery, thriving. I mean, I think we don't mm -hmm. nearly tap into what is available. We don't utilize our, yeah. our brain power. It's so under, underused. And when we, when we find that we can get things working so that we're, that when everything's working in alignment, mind, body, and soul, we're taking care of our, yes. our self-care. We're doing, um, we're understanding the importance of proper sleep and hydration and stuff. And then when all of a sudden we're noticing that not only are we not feeling bad, we're not just feeling good, we're feeling great. And we want more of that. And when you, when you experience the type of things that can happen from doing this sort of work, um, you, you want to, you want to put that, you want to put that shit on repeat. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, 100 percent. And, and you're so, and I mean, Sandra and I are not saying that you can think yourself out of a flare up or think yourself out of whatever you're going through. But the thing is, is the reality is the more, you believe that the medication's working or the more you believe that your body is healing or the more that you think that, you know, your life is getting better, the more that it actually will. And we're not, you know, we don't make this stuff up. This stuff mm -hmm. is real. And you're right. I mean, it, it is about our, our mind and, and as soon, it becomes addictive. It literally becomes addictive because once you start accelerating in the right way with your life and, and that mind, body, soul connection, you're never going to want to go back to the way that you were. Not a chance. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> and, and along the way too, you have to be, I find you need to become comfortable with disappointing some people and mm -hmm. the word no, and being able to, totally. to recognize and not feel bad about it, to yeah. find, find ways to really recognize that if it's not in alignment with where you want to be that you might want to kind of, kind of check in and, and, and see if that's something you really should be doing. That's yep. like when, when we started, I, I was talking about um, making sure that I don't overextend myself. And mm -hmm. that means saying no to situations, to circumstances, to things when, um, when it's, when it's going to, when it's going to take me over, over the edge. And that takes, that takes a little bit of discipline in the, in, um, in the beginning. And sometimes it feels a little awkward in the beginning, but then eventually it starts to feel good. Well, exactly. And I think that that stems a lot from having your own boundaries too. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are, they can't say no. Right. And so they end up doing way too much for other people. They forget about their own self care, but it's about putting up boundaries. And if people get offended by your boundaries or upset with your boundaries, then you probably shouldn't be hanging out with those people, anyways. I kind of mm -hmm. touched on it before where it's like if you're hanging out with people or who are, you know, not challenging you, who are jealous of you, that's a big one, who are kind of not motivating you to be a better person or if you're going and you're accelerating you're going in this direction and they're like what are you doing and not mm. they don't have faith in your process i'm sorry but you need to leave them in the, in your dust like it's just as human beings if we are in the process of change for the better if we are mm -hmm. in this positive like the other thing too that 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 happens when we change our mindset we change our lives we start thinking this way 
change happens all the time. Change happens for the better all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we have to become comfortable with not only the ability to say no, but also the ability to accept change as it comes to us. The ability to say yes. Absolutely. When needed. I mean, it's like, yeah, 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 totally. Totally, totally. you're reminding me of the the term that I've heard. I'm 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 sure it's a it's a book or some something out there that you um you basically are a reflection of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's it's choose your circle wisely, keep your circle um, small. And no, we're not talking about anything about social distancing here, people. We're talking about um you yeah. know the the type of the type of life that we that we want to lead and when, whether or not I mean on 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 short hits, you know, you may through circumstances, relationships, business, family, or otherwise, um, sometimes be in, in situations where everyone's not in alignment with you. But for the most part, for on, on the regular, what you're, what you're getting, what you are, what you're absorbing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, both from words, actions, and otherwise from, from people around you, if it's, um, if it's not, yeah, if it's not uh, clicking and being in alignment of where, where you're going, that's probably for a reason. It's probably, you're yeah. probably feeling that disconnect for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's okay. You know, it's, there is a re like, I truly believe that the universe puts people in our lives for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. whether they were there to support us through a hard time or they were your childhood best friend or whoever it is kind of thing. And, and you can keep that relationship. That's fine if you want to. But the people who are most close to you, your best friends, the people that you hang out and talk to the most, you want them to be making the money that you want to make or on their way to doing so. You want their mindset to be the same as yours. You want their obsessions to be the same as yours, whether that is helping other people or challenging themselves or motivating or whatever it is, like being inspirational, for example, right? So And a lot of the times, especially when we're dealing with chronic disease, we're surrounded by people who are quite negative. Mm -hmm. And and unfortunately, what ends up happening is that negativity, it's almost like a weight that gets put onto us because I find that most people with chronic disease are incredibly empathetic people. Mm -hmm. And so instead of focusing on their self-care and getting better, they're focused on that person who is putting a weight on them, which Mm -hmm. is not okay. And it's, um, yeah, I'm protective of that. Oh, and, and we have to be. I mean, I, I cannot stand being in the same room as somebody who is like that because you can literally feel their energy from, from a mile away. It's crazy. And you can feel, you can literally feel them. They're life suckers. They are life sucking. Oh, it's, it's painful. And I just mm-hmm, get yourself mm-hmm. out of those situations. And, and the more that we take our, ourselves out of those situations, um, the more that we're going to want to be in motivating, inspirational and uplifting situations, especially, especially going through recovery. If we're, if we're going Mm -hmm. through something like, for example, you went through a major surgery this year too, just like I did. And if I were surrounded by people who were negative life sucking, blah, blah, blah. I really don't think that I would have recovered as fast as I did. And as well as I did, because I was surrounded myself with people who were loving, caring, Mm -hmm. um, wanted me to get better faster, as fast as they can. You know, like my, Tony, my spout or my partner, whatever, but you know, he, he motivated me to get out of bed every day and go for a walk because that was, what's going to heal me as fast as I did was going for walks and, and, and making sure that I was eating healthy and, and mm-hmm. whatever, what, whatever it took 
so had I not had him to support me as much as he did and, and as positively as he did, like, I'm sure I'd be in a very different situation. And I'm sure that you could say the same as your recovery. Like, oh, yeah. how, how was your recovery this year with self-care and, and all that? I mean, it was, it became my project. I mm. put aside every, everything else. I trained to, unlike you, I didn't, I, I had the, this was scheduled. This was planned. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is, I'm going to be doing this when I, and um, I, I honestly, as if I was taking on like a, an athletic pursuit, I trained two years to get myself in shape for it. And mm -hmm. I, I was still in that training after, and that was my self-care and I needed that support and I need, and I got it. And it was, it was amazing. Um, we were touching on this kind of something I wanted to, that I kind of think is important to say, and it's a bit of maybe a bit of some truth talk, a little bit of tough love mm -hmm. or some message that, uh, that uh, may land for someone. We're talking about how Becky and I really are conscious of not wanting to be around people that are stuck in a negative, um, a negative mindset and to be um, in that mode all along. I want to lovingly put out there that if you are someone that is in that headspace, if you are someone that finds yourself always seeking somewhere to point the blame or to ask why or to be to be consumed with the challenges of your chronic condition or your disease i hear you i get you i understand you i love you and if you want to you can make a mind a mind shift change changes like this it to do the work we heard that's a phrase i i often say do the work whether whether it's going through and seeking some services from a counselor or, or a psychologist, whether it's just digging in and reading some books, whether it's praying, meditating, or anything, it is never too late to start on yeah. making changes in your in your lives. I look back, if I, I I don't think people that knew me seven years ago would even recognize the Sandra that they would meet today. I have completely reinvented my life with mindset, lifestyle, everything like that. And so when I, when I sit here and, and talk the talk, I like to also say that I've, I've walked, I've walked that path. I know how I know, I know the, I know the darkness, I know the heaviness, but it doesn't have to be that way. There's so much tools and support out there and, and podcasts like, like, like Becky's and like mine, when people get the chance to, to share their stories and we can hear these things, it's always, always my hope that that is of service to someone that is really in a place where they could use some help. Absolutely. And, and truthfully, one thing to touch on that, Sandra, I mean, if you're one of those people that have a negative mind or that always turns to the negative and always goes to the self-doubt or the self-blame or whatever it is, know that you're not to blame for that mindset. Mm -hmm. There are reasons that you think that way, whether it was your upbringing or, or just your situation, your environment, like there are reasons that you think that way. And that's okay. That is okay. A person that has a negative mind versus a positive mind doesn't mean that you're a good or bad person. It just means that that's just the way you think. It's okay. But we're saying that you have, the, we all have the ability to change the way that we think, to change those patterns. And just like Sandra said, it's tough work. It is, it is hard to do that, especially because when we, it's kind of like breaking bad habits. And if, if, if you've ever tried to quit smoking or whatever it is, like it's tough, it's really tough, but it takes small steps on a daily basis and consistency. 
you know, and surrounding yourself with positive people. Like if you are out there and you have a negative mind and you want a couple of tips, feel free to connect with me. I'm sure Sandra would be happy to talk to you oh, too. Yeah. Um, you know, my email is info at curechronic.com. Send me an email and I'd be happy to talk to you about like mindset training or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, there's tons and tons of resources out there about positivity, mindset training. There's mindset coaches out there too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different resources towards this. But again, like, just like Sandra said, lovingly, it's, it's not, it's not your fault. You're not a bad person. If you think negatively, it's just your situation. It's just your environment. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And we can feel better more often and we can choose to make that, um, make self-care your addiction. I know that's a t-shirt, mm. uh, self-care addiction or something like that. I mean, that's just, that's, it's, it's, it's a topic that I know we are both super passionate about. And I think, um, I think it, it, uh, it shows by the way that, uh, I mean, you had your, your surgery, April 5th. Yeah. I had mine March 17th and mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're moving, moving through it. We're excited about the future. We're looking forward to times ahead and, with um, with that, do you have do you have anything? Is there anything uh, on on the horizon for you that you wanted to to share with it with anyone? Is there what uh, what do you have going on? Oh, no, not much. I mean, you know, I think that you know, for those who are dealing with chronic illness out there, I mean, just know that there is a there there's always um, light at the end of the tunnel, even mm-hmm. though it's hard to see it sometimes. And I mean, especially when I was going through what I was going through, it was this year was really, really hard. It, it sucked. And, and I think back about some of the experiences that I had in the hospital and like, it brings tears to my eyes about how hard it was, but you know, I got through that. And if I can get through that, you can get through what you're going through and it's tough. It sucks, but there is always light at the end of the tunnel. There is always someone there that can support you as well. There are podcasts like Sandra's and mine. There are people that are going through the exact, that's the other thing too. One last piece of advice that I can give to anybody is if you think that you're alone going through what you're going through, you are not. There are Mm -hmm. billions of people on this planet. There is at least one other person going through what you're going through. Absolutely. And find those that are like-minded because Mm -hmm. for everyone who has whatever your circumstance, situation, or chronic condition is, for every voice out there that is going to tell you that it is rotten and is the worst thing and your life sucks, (laughs) there are voices out there that are telling you, not only have you got this, but we're here to tell you ways that you can help in, enhance your experience through things like our gratitude and mindset practices. And it's, it's, it's defining those healthy habits and then stacking them, ha- habit stacking and putting them together and um, architecting and creating. Absolutely. And creating the best life out there because, you know, you deserve happiness. You deserve all of the, the health in the world, everything. If you think you're not deserving and then you you're not going to get anything but you know believe that you're deserving of everything and you'll get it so. absolutely i love that awesome. 
Well, yeah. Becky, thank you so much again. I always love our conversations. I know we could uh, we could we could go on and on. I look forward to For the next hours. time. I know. I look forward yeah. to the next time we get a chance to do this. I will, of course, um, put the contacts for Cure Chronic and as well my stuff down in the show notes so that if you happen to stumble across this episode and you'd like to know how to connect more either with us individually or maybe to get some inspiration from previous episodes, that's, uh, that's, that's where you can find our stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Sandra. This has been wonderful as always, and I really look forward to our next connection. You bet. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find all the information for contact for Becky and her different social media platforms in the show notes over on the podcast and YouTube version. If you're looking for those to hear today's episode again or get caught up on previous episodes, simply search for Chronically Driven wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube and that's where you'll find me. I will be back again next week with another episode. And until next time, I am wishing you wellness.